Welcome to the Shalhaba Community Church Podcast. We hope you're encouraged by the following message. We, uh, over the last number of weeks, we've been doing a series looking at our values. And today we're so welcome, uh, so pleased that you made it this morning. Our prayer is that as we share something from the Word of God, uh, that something will sit with you and bless you and change your life. And so this morning, I'm excited to continue with our series looking at what we value uh, in our local church here in Shell Harbour. Truth is, we all have a set of values. Amen. For some people and families, our values just develop over time, either intentionally or unintentionally. But the truth is, we all have a set of values, and each of us have a set of values, the things that are important to us. And you can tell what people value by what they give their time and their resources to. Amen? So whether you've defined your values or your values have just developed over time, our values are so important because our values determine our culture and our culture is really defined as who we are. Amen. Don't you love a culture where we can just open up our hearts for the Holy Spirit to move? Oh, that was terrible. Don't you love that? Come on. Just, you can... We can just open up our hearts and allow the Holy Spirit to move. So the last few weeks we've been looking at our values. I wanted to go over them again because we know that people are rotating and coming to church. So if you've heard this before, it's good you're going to hear it again. Our first value that we have as a local church is one family united in Christ. One family united in Christ. In our church, we believe in respecting, supporting, and valuing each other's in our thoughts, our words, and actions. We honor our leaders, seek to resolve conflict, and defend and protect our church against division. There's so much talk about unity uh, in the Bible. Psalm chapter 133, you can go there. But uh, blessing and the presence of God comes as a result of people being unified. And as a local church, we have no place for disunifying individuals. Okay, move on. Second value is this that we shared a couple of weeks ago. We value following Christ's disciples and teaching his word. In our church, we are sold out to following Christ and leading others to do the same. We're committed to founding our lives on his word, daily learning more about Jesus and teaching others how to apply his words in their lives. And um, I think it was Steve Shaw that preached that message there. And uh, it's on our podcast if you'd like to have a look at it. The third one that Ian Kennedy preached um, a fortnight ago was pursuing. Pursuing the presence of God. That's our third value. In our church, we actively seek the presence of God. We are passionate in our praise and worship, personal in our relationship with Jesus, welcome the gifts and the moving of the Holy Spirit, and make room for the prophetic anointing. Amen. Let's all go home. Woo! Good? Good. We value. That's a third value. And this morning, we're looking at our next value, something that we hold very dear to as a local church, and it's this empowering each person to flourish in their God-given design. In our church, we understand that God has made everyone unique with a divine purpose and plan. We are dedicated to training people how to discover their gifts and fulfill their destiny in God, building the body of Christ. I want to make a point this morning that's so important for us to hear and to understand. The future of every church is found in its ability to empower the people of God to fulfill their God-given calling. Amen. In sh- <clears throat> In Shell Harbor Community Church, we believe that every member is a minister or every member has the potential to be a minister. Amen. 
Not the old I school, I'm the only minister. No, we're all ministers under, under God, amen. And we really believe that. But the future of the local church is found in its ability to empower others as well. The definition of the word empowerment, authority or power given to someone to do something. And we see God's empowering um, principle, the principles of empowerment, right across the life of our congregation. We see Karen empowered to lead food care. In a few weeks' time, they'll have their new food care room. Wow. To get a chance to stick your head in the door out the back there as you go out through the uh, through the back doors, take a sharp left. We've removed the wall. I tell you, it's a massive room in there now, but that's where the food care will be. But Karen's been empowered to lead food care. I think of Rach Spinelli, empowered to lead the worship team. I think of Pete Middleton, empowered to lead the maintenance team in the life of the church. I think of Stephen Robin Shaw, empowered to lead the Connect ministry in the life of our church. I think of Alison Shaw, empowered to lead the children's ministry, which is going on. The thought that I want to bring to you today is that we serve a God who not only loves his children, but believes in them and empowers them to do good. Not only believes in us, but empowers us, wants to empower us to do good. We see the principle of empowerment. I won't go there this morning, but you can read it at some time. It's um, in Numbers chapter 70. God, um, Moses is is serving God and serving the Israelite children and uh, the, the weight of that uh, pressure gets a bit much. So what God does is call, calls Moses to call 70 elders and God empowers them to serve and to help facilitate what God wants to do. In Numbers chapter 11, you can read that at your own time, um, verses 16 through to 17. But then we see in the New Testament the same principle of empowerment taking place. In Luke chapter 10, we see again that the Lord appointed 70 people. And in verse, uh, verse um, 18, it says this, after these things, the Lord appointed 70 others also and sent them out two by two, his face into every city and place where he himself was about to go. But listen to the words of Jesus when they return. You, you got it? He says this to them. Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing by any means shall hurt you. Ushata. Did you like that this morning? Listen to this thought this morning, if I could, just bring it to your attention. I want us to hear in the words of Jesus that not only he sent them, he also empowered them. But I want to emphasize this morning that firstly is that they were willing to go. They went. God wants to empower us but we've got to be willing to take the first step in the journey that he has for us. Amen? This is what these disciples did. Jesus sent them. And they didn't say, well, let's have a prayer meeting first about that to get the will of the Lord. Oh, I'm not sure if I can fit it into my schedule. I'm really busy at the moment. I've got a lot going on. I've got a little finger that's sore. They didn't have any excuses. He said, and they what? They went. Amen. And I want you to emphasize, I want you to underscore that in your mind this morning. They went. So this morning, we just want to very briefly look at God's universal calling or empowerment to the church and God's individual calling and empowerment to the individual. 
God's overall empowerment is found in the Great Commission. In Matthew chapter 28, Jesus says this, and Jesus came and spoke to them saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go. Everyone say go. Go, you good thing. Go into all the world. Um, go, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to preserve all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the ages. God empowers every follower of Christ through the Great Commission. This is for everybody. This is God's Great Commission and he wants us all to go. And as we go and fulfill the calling, he will empower us in it. Yeah. But if you don't go, like the disciples all went, we'll never experience the empowering presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Amen. But the key thought in this one here, God's overall empowerment, is that we need to go and we're all called to go into all the world. Secondly, God's individual calling and empowerment. Amen? 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 through 9. I love this scripture here. It says this, Jesus who saved us and called us with a holy calling. Woo! Hey! Called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, with which uh, was given to us in Christ Jesus before time began. I looked at the Greek word there for calling, and it means this. It's defined as being appointed and invited. You, you good-looking thing, have been appointed and invited. Yeah. Every one of us this morning that has called upon the name of the Lord, that has given their life to Christ, has confessed their sins before God Almighty and received the saving grace of Jesus Christ that only comes through Him and by Him, has been appointed and invited by Jesus Himself. So what are you doing about the calling? God has made everyone unique with a unique calling. I wanted to read to you this morning out of the Amplified Bible, uh, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. And um, I love this translation here. It says, For we are his workmanship, his own master work, a work of art, created in Christ Jesus, reborn from above, spiritually transformed, ready and renewed. You are ready to be used. Amen. Don't you love that? Spiritually transformed, renewed, ready to be used. Hallelujah. Don't you love that? It's so good. Ready to be used for good works which God prepared before us, beforehand, taking paths which he set so that we would walk in them, living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us. What do we get out of those script, that scripture there? A couple of thoughts. Number one, God shaped us and formed us. He spiritually transforms us. He calls us to do good things and he's prearranged the good things he wants us to do. So my question to you this morning is what on earth are you waiting for? Hallelujah. Amen? If you're not sure what to do or you're not sure what your calling is, then can I encourage you this morning, just do something. Just do anything. Just begin. Amen. Hallelujah. You don't need a, a divine word from the Lord. 
Now, if you're not sure about your calling, all you need to do is start moving, amen. And as you start to take a step, the Lord will direct your path because the Bible says God directs our paths, amen. But to get on a path, you've got to be moving, amen, hallelujah. I remember many years ago, we were in Newcastle and um, some people might have, might have um, um, heard, this, heard about the, uh, the, the thing that took place there. Uh, we had a six-week period where we had um, rain pretty much 24-7. You couldn't open the front door and the back door at the same time because the rain would just come in for six weeks straight. And at the end of that time, there was this massive storm. And I mean, trees got knocked over, cars got washed up. But one of the most amazing things was this ship landed on the main beach in Newcastle, the Pasha Bolka. And I remember, you know, just seeing that. My, my mate actually was tracking it down the coast as it was coming in. He was walking along the beach. He's watching this big ship come in. And I remember just driving um, from uh, Walls End, where we live, which was an outer suburb, down into to, um, Newcastle. It was the most bizarre thing. You'd have the cityscape and this ship there. Bizarre. It's just so bizarre to see it. Anyway, long story short, they eventually got it off. But the point is this. The Pasha Bolka had no power. It wasn't under steam. So therefore, they couldn't steer the ship and it just got pushed by the winds and pushed by the currents and pushed by the waves and ultimately became shipwrecked because it wasn't moving. It didn't have any direction. It wasn't, it wasn't churning its propellers. Amen. And the same thing for us as believers in Christ as well. If you're not sure what to do, just do something. Take that first step of faith, whatever it may be. Don't, don't just wait for the red carpet to roll out and for the angels to come down. No, just start taking a step and then watch what God does through that, amen. Because too many Christians are like the Pasha Bolka. They're just getting pushed around by the wind and the waves of false doctrines and false teachings and the stuff that's out there today. You know, that's another sermon altogether. Another sermon altogether. But too many of us are like that. We need to just step out and take a step of faith and start to do something, amen. Hmm. So the truth about our calling is this. We're all called and our calling comes to us in seasons. Sometimes our seasons are to raise our kids. Sometimes our seasons are to serve in a particular way. Sometimes our seasons are to work in a particular job, work hard in that job. Sometimes our season is to study. Sometimes our season is to sacrifice and to go to that mission. Sometimes our season is in prayer and intercession. That's our season as well. And God will empower you in the seasons of your calling. Amen. But the truth is this this morning. We need to make sure that we are not neglecting the call of God for our lives. Listen to it this morning again. Timothy, the author. Jesus, who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, appointed and invited, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which he given to us in Christ Jesus before time began. How deep, how wide, how marvelous, how profound, how indescribable, how, can't think of another word, is incredible the plan and the purpose of God for our lives. Before the foundation of time, 
Before time started, it was thinking about you and planning in advance the good works that he would want you to fulfill. Does my head in, Neil? And so this morning, <laughs> we finish. Really want to encourage us today. Don't neglect the call. If you're not sure, take some steps. If you, you want to find out, if you want to meet with someone, then in your seat pocket in front of you, there's a little card. I don't know what color it is. It's the rainbow color. It could be any color. It's just a color. But there's a card that there says, uh, what's my next step? Fill that card out. Put it in the information counter. And someone will call you and sit with you and help you to work out. Is it yellow, mate? Green. I have decided to follow Jesus. Da, 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 da. Rotondo. Hey, buddy. That card. Amen? Let's finish in prayer this morning. Father, thank you this morning. Thank you for blessing us today with your presence. We thank you for the moving of the Holy Spirit in our midst today. Thank you for the lives that you've touched and people that you've ministered to this morning. And Lord, we just pray today that if there would be a neglectful attitude within us this morning that that's neglecting the call, then we just pray as we finish this meeting in this time that you would just help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. To be encouraged in what the next step is, what that looks like. And we pray that today in Jesus' name. Amen.